This is the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. Make yourself comfortable and fasten your seatbelt. Tom and his guests are about to share powerful stories, trade business building insights, and have a few laughs. Tom created this podcast to help you captivate prospects and inspire them to act so you can get more clients quickly and easily. That's what powerful storytelling is all about. That's what this podcast is all about. So let's get this party started. Here's your host, Tom Ruich. Hello and welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. My name is Tom Ruich, and today's episode is called How to Build Your Network to Grow Your Business. My guest today is a networking master. His name is Michael Whitehouse, and he's known far and near as the guy who knows a guy. In 2014, he came to Groton, Connecticut, knowing no one at all, not a single guy. A year later, after diving into networking with both feet, he was a major connector in the local community. And in 2020, he went global and began connecting entrepreneurs, investors, speakers, and others around the world to people they need to know. He offers his services as a networking concierge, making connections and building strategic alliances around the world. And he is the host of the Daily Morning Motivation podcast and the Guy Who Knows a Guy interview podcast, on which he's interviewed more than 150 experts in all things business related. He also is the founder and chief mentor at the brand new entrepreneur mentor community, Michael Whitehouse. Welcome to the Story Power Marketing Show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah. You know, we did not know each other seven, eight months ago. I forget how far back it, it goes, but we met one another through a mutual coach, um, mm -hmm. through a program that we're both part of, and very quickly got to know each other. It was very clear that you're one of those guys in the room that are, you know, good to meet. You're there to connect. Uh, tell us what the heck is a networking concierge? <laughs> so a networking concierge is basically done for you networking. So uh, most parts of business, you can outsource. You can hire a salesperson. You can hire an accountant. You can hire a bookkeeper. You can hire a web designer. But you know you can't hire a networker to do it for you, right? Well, I mean, you can't. I, I can't network for somebody. But a lot of networking is finding the right people to talk to. You got to build the relationship yourself. You got to figure out what the deal is going to be. Figure out how the, the strategic alliances you're going to make or how you're going to going to work together. Um, but it's a matter of finding the right people. And yeah. sometimes those people wander into the wrong rooms. I've made some amazing connections at events where I met someone and you know, I'm at this event. And I'm like, oh, why am I at this event? And then I meet somebody and I'm like, why are you at this event? But thank goodness you are. Cause I got three clients who need to meet you. Yeah. So I network compulsively. And I yeah. used to joke, I used to joke that I network compulsively. Then I learned more about ADHD, which I definitely have. And discovered one of the traits of ADHD is the compulsion to uh, new high stimulation activities, high dopamine yeah. activities, and meeting people is one of the high dopamine activities. So I literally neurologically compulsively network. I can't yeah. stop doing it. Um, so I was doing it. And actually that, that coach we know in common, Phil Palucha, uh, he said words that would change my life. He said, 
you know, some people pay people to make connections for them. And I was like, wait, what? That's like hearing some people pay you to drink beer or people pay you to play video games. <laughs> like, I'm doing this all the time anyway. I can get paid for it. Yeah. So I then started sharing that with some people. And uh, what I found over that, that was the end of 2021. And as we record this, it's the end of 2022. Uh, so, yeah, whenever you're listening to it, you're listening to the a blast from the past, yes. um, which is hopefully fairly similar to whenever you're listening to this. But <laughs> throughout 2022, my focus originally was on joint ventures, helping people find their joint venture partners and uh, for launches and webinar swaps and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm expanding because that market, that industry is so unstable right now because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, crazily, when 100,000 people flood into an industry, it disrupts some things. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a bit uh, tumultuous. But I actually recently had an experience that that made me spin off what I'm calling a connector concierge, which is a very similar program, but wider in scope. Um, you know, wider in scope than just the networking concierge, more focused on those strategic alliances. Because I was uh, talking to a friend of mine invited me down to Florida to attend a, a, a business boot camp that I actually just got back from and still have the cold I picked up in Florida. Um, so she, she brought me this event and it was me and two of her assistants mm-hmm. and, and she said, yeah, I'm bringing my team down. So I'm talking to her, um, one of the nights and, and I knew why the other two were there. They were obviously her team. One of them did like her social media and creative stuff. One did her admin stuff. Those are clearly her team. And I, I said, Nikki, what, what inspired you to bring, invite me down? And she said, Michael, you're part of my team. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm part of your because t- I mean, you know, she's she's a friend of mine. She's in our she's in the um the elite networking group that I that I run and that, that you're a part of. Um, but you know, I don't know her really well. We don't talk a whole lot. I just occasionally meet people who are a good connection. I make an introduction and I think nothing of it. I do that all the time. Make an introduction, off it goes, fire and forget. And some of those introductions have led to opportunities, some of those introductions have led to other introductions or led to new ideas or new programs, projects, whatever. I had no idea. I was just kind of following my intuitive networking sense and making introductions. And once she said that, like, one, I wonder how many other people's teams I'm on without knowing it. And two, that would probably be a good service, you know, to intentionally hire me, to intentionally look for the people you don't know, the people you know you need to meet, and also the people you don't know you need to meet yet. Right. Because they're going to, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So I might yeah. meet someone and and just be like, oh, you do stories. Tom does stories. You guys should talk because you do different things, but similar. And that so often leads to something. So that's kind of a a direction I'm taking that in. There, there, there is so much powerful stuff in what you just said. And at the heart of it is introducing people to the right people. Mm-hmm. Because what, what happens, and I think one of the reasons that people hate networking those who do hate it, is that it feels like just this random game of bumper pool. You're just <laughs> you're, you're showing up at the event, virtual or in person, and yep. you just bump into people and you have to invest time and effort in making talk, small talk or otherwise Mm -hmm. and it may be good and it may not and what you're talking about is skillfully strategically saying well wait 
I'm going to connect this person to that person because I know there's something to come from it. And, and so that leads to a question, whether I hire Michael Whitehouse to provide networking concierge services, or I do it myself, how do you go about making sure that the time you're spending, the people you're bumping into are in fact the kinds of people that you want to meet and the kinds of people who have potential to be a partner, a promoter, a purchaser, or a platform. We'll talk about those four P's yeah. in a minute. We'll put that in context and, and talk about our friend Phil again. But the, yeah. back, to, back to the question, how do, we, how do we go about bumping into the right people as opposed to randomly crashing into people who are a waste of our time? Yeah, well, um, I'm going to answer that in two ways. The first, I'm going to share my, my ninja networking rubric for those of you watching mm-hmm. that video. Some magic behind me. Look at this ninja so network prospecting introductions non-competitive partners joint ventures and actual community it spells ninja because if you make an acronym of ninja you gotta um and (laughs) so each level is a higher level of connection than the one before and Mm -hmm. this is where most people are networking prospecting you're in a room and you're saying this is also called are you my mommy networking or are you my prospect are you my prospect are you my prospect are you my prospect now you can do this well before the pandemic, when I was publishing a community magazine, I did $450,000 in sales in two years with that level one networking. Um, and it's not a matter of going up to you and be like, hey, you want to buy some advertising? You want to buy some advertising? It's still a matter of approaching from a, from a position of service. Mm-hmm. I'm coming into the conversation to serve. I'm mm-hmm. coming in to give, to give you introductions, to give you value, to give you solutions. And the problem you may have may be solved by advertising in a community magazine that I have. Mm-hmm. So it's exploring or meeting somebody I'm going to introduce you to or, right, right. or yeah, all sorts yeah. of ways. That yeah. that so, could be. But, but, you know, if you go into the objective at that level one, it can still be effective and not creepy and pushy uh, right. if you're coming from position of service, but it's still limited. So if I walk into the meeting and, and I'm saying that I'm looking to be able to advertise in a magazine, well, if you just met me, you're not going to introduce anyone because who wants to introduce someone to a stranger is going to pitch them. Like, mm-hmm. I think you might want to buy his thing. Uh, unless it's super unique. You know, if, uh, like, there's one one partner I worked with, he did pay per positive response marketing. Mm-hmm. And so you only paid for the actual positive response you generated. I could say, I know a guy does pay per positive response marketing. He's going to sell you the program. Do you want to buy it? And the people are like, yeah, yeah I want to. I've never heard of that before. That sounds, I want to get pitched on that. But mm-hmm. most things people don't want, you know, if you design websites, so much, right. if you do copywriting, people don't want to get pitched. So there's, you got to get way up the, what BNI calls a referral confidence curve. People have to mm-hmm. really trust you to make that introduction. So the next levels is introductions. That's where groups like BNI operate. So you're saying my ideal customer is, is this. And again, you need the referral confidence curve. People got to trust you to be able to pitch their friends. But the third level is non-competitive partners, mm-hmm. which is actually a term I got from Phil, um, is non-competitive partners. It's people that people, it's people that they would, they would be able to work with. Um, now, there's all kinds of partners. There's partners you can get on their podcast. There's partners who might support each other, you know, morally, emotionally, uh, ideas. There are partners they might share audiences. They might promote each other. There's all kinds of partners. The point is, if there's a partnership, if I um, were to go to an event and 
you know, to, to say BNI type band, people are going around the room saying who they are and what they do. And someone said, my ideal partner is people who help entrepreneurs tell their story. Mm-hmm. I've known this guy for eight seconds. I'm going to say, do you know Tom Ruich? I'm going to introduce you because then I'm going to go to you, Tom, be like, Tom, I met this guy at an event. At the event, he said he's looking to meet with people who help people tell their stories. Seems like a good introduction for you. Right. Presumably, he's not going to pitch you. Maybe he does, in which case, all right. But probably if someone's talking in terms of my ideal partner is versus my ideal customer, they're a safe introduction. Worst case, you talk, it's not a fit, but, you know, nice to meet you. Um, But it's not going to be unpleasant. And then the next level is joint ventures. That's where you really get into, um, you know, selling each other's products or working together or launching a summit together, something you're really doing. And then the ultimate level is actual community, which community starts with a C. So I had to put an A word in front of it. Otherwise, it'd be ninja. <laughs> um, but community is kind of networking at scale. That's where instead of having one person and one person and one person, you put them in groups. And yeah. that's where they start meeting each other and introducing each other and creating something powerful there. But so the first thing is everyone could jump straight to level three. So instead mm-hmm. of being like, are you my mommy? Will you buy my stuff? You go straight to my ideal partner is and mm-hmm. the people I like to work with are and the people who help me find, you know, and it, and it could even be you know, my door referral partner. The people I expect to send me customers are these people because it benefits them in this way. People are usually pretty open to that conversation of you might right. want to refer customers, customers to me. People just don't like to get pitched by a stranger that they just met. Um, right. But the, the key psychology or the, the key mindset, no matter what you're doing here, is to approach every interaction from a position of service. Yeah. To go to every interaction and every interaction from like buying groceries to a sales call to um, talking to the company you pulled over, every interaction is how can I serve this person and make their mm-hmm. life better and solve a problem they have. And yeah, if you with- carry that with you, then people will will start talking about you in rooms you're not in and being like, oh, man, have you met Tom? He is such a nice guy. I just yeah. I just met him and he made an introduction for me. And that was so cool. Yeah, I love it. And, you know, it begins with from the perspective of what does the other person need? Mm-hmm. Putting yourself in their shoes. What problem are they trying to solve? What yep. mountain are they trying to climb? What's their dream? What bridge are they trying to cross? And if you understand that, then you are able to provide value and provide service. And it always mm-hmm. comes around, you know, yep. and 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 you do that. You do that so, so well. We were talking uh, about Phil. We've mentioned this guy, Phil Palucha. He's a coach that both of us work with, and that's where we met. Phil talks about all of this in the context of four Ps that I mm-hmm. named earlier. And I think it's useful to share them. It, it's, it, it folds into what you're doing very, very well. And it's a great way for, you know, the NINJA acronym is great. Also, the, the the four Ps, just a great way to think about how you approach somebody when you meet them in a networking environment. And those four Ps are purchaser. Is this person a prospect or can I introduce to this person prospects or mm-hmm. purchasers for him or her? Uh, prom, uh, promoters, How? what does this person need as far as promoting the business? What kind of people is he looking for? Or do I know people who can promote mm-hmm. partners as we talked about? And then also platforms. And this, this gets into stuff that you're really, really good at as well, Michael. Mm-hmm. Do I know a podcaster, a summit host, 
a live event host, anyone who has a platform who could be of value, who might put this person on stage. Part of the discovery process is understanding, asking, what is it you're looking for? Are you looking for you know, direct referrals? Are you looking for promotion of your stuff? Are you looking for partners? Are you looking for platforms? You, you haven't talked yet about the whole platform concept, but I, I know it's a big part of what you do, introducing mm-hmm. people into people with platforms. So let's talk about that for a bit. Sure. And I, I was at an additional P, either fourth or fifth, depending on which P's you're using, um, because I apparently like sh- putting things in acronyms they don't fit into, uh, <laughs> purveyors of knowledge. Yeah. Um, because that's you know, a lot of the people I interviewed, especially in one thing that was crucial in my podcast was I interviewed people who had done what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And so I found people who knew stuff I wanted to know, invited them on my show and asked them um, basically, why are you so awesome? And how did you get that way? Yeah. And you open the question like that and they will tell you everything they know. It was amazing. So I had all these people sharing knowledge with me, which was hugely valuable um, at that point. But in, in terms of platforms, that's kind of that, that community concept uh, It's yeah. networking at scale. So if I bring someone on a summit, it's not just introducing them to a person, it's mm-hmm. introducing them to an audience, a room full of people. And it's giving them, you know, that more, more scaled introduction. One of the interesting things the internet did was it made networking easier. Right. Now what happens when things get easier? People do more of it. That's it. If it was easy, everyone would do it. So think about what happened to the job market when Indeed and Monster came along, one click to apply. You put up a job, and instead of getting 30 applicants, you get 3,000 applicants. Mm-hmm. And so now what do you need? Now you need AI you know, sorting algorithms, and you need all these different technologies to figure out how you sort these things out. Same thing happened with networking. Uh, it became so easy to meet people. The, the event that I met Phil at, I walked out of that event, well, clicked out of that event, it was virtual, with 48 meetings on my calendar. <laughs> and at the time, that was amazing and life-changing because I wasn't mm-hmm. meeting with the right people yet. I, I needed to get to that level. These were all amazing connections. Well, not all, but there were some many amazing connections that just up-leveled things in a big way. But you know, once I was past that point, and you know, each of them introduced me to one or two people, and that's 50 more and more and more and more. Um, it gets to the point where you have to figure out how do you connect with people at scale while still being authentic. Um, a lot of people make the mistake of kind of becoming shifting from networking to marketing, mm-hmm. and their marketing is inauthentic. Mm-hmm. Um, but the so it's about thinking about those scale things. One of the things I do, I have an open virtual coffee. So I get an introduction, and a lot of the introductions I get are like, you should meet Bob, he's great. What does great mean? Does great mean he's got a million dollar opportunity or does great mean he tell really funny jokes? Perfect. I don't want to meet him either way. I don't want to miss out. Um, but I don't necessarily have half an hour to give him and everyone else I get referred to. I had one person who made a hundred introductions to me in one day. Oh, wow. Like he made a list, gave it to his <laughs> assistant and said, make all these introductions. Right. Uh, and I was like, thank you. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, now what? Right. Um, but I was set up to be able to receive those. There's a technology issue because Gmail um, threaded them all together and Gmail had trouble opening 100 emails. But other mm. than the technology issue, I was prepared because I have a uh, roundtable podcast where I can have four mm. guests on a time, which is built to be a place where I can meet people and they can meet each other and meet my audience. Mm. And then I had the open virtual coffee, which is a, a group 
one one to one to get meet a lot of people. And mm-hmm. often, you know, one out of four people from there do I say we need to do a one to one. The other three, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm so glad we met. Let's stay connected. Hopefully, you met someone else in here, but they're not someone I need to invest more time in. But I'm glad I made the connection, and right. I'm certainly glad I didn't miss that one that we need the one to one from. So I did have those those systems in place, and those are where you get towards platforms. Yeah. Um, but one of the other things that I do to deal with that scale challenge um, is the way that I manage my email list because I use my mm-hmm. email list as a community tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of that comes down to, uh, yeah, so Tom, I don't know if you know anything about using stories and emails. Have you ever heard of that concept? <laughs> yeah, a bit. Um, yeah, so a lot of that comes down to being authentic in in the content you share. Because sure. if you have a pitchy email list and it's, you know, buy my stuff, buy his stuff, buy his stuff, buy my stuff, buy her stuff, buy her stuff, you meet someone in a one-on-one and then put them on your list, they'd be like, I just met yesterday, now you're pitching me? What the hell, dude? Mm-hmm. But if instead you do what I imagine you teach and what I do, which is that my my email list is like a personal social media platform. Mm-hmm. So I share my stories. And sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when I was down in Florida, I was inspired. It's happened when I was in California too. I was inspired to like to share a story. I'm like, I'm in Florida right now as I type this. And I just mm-hmm. have this thought and I want to share it with you right now. Right. Uh, and yeah. people get that. And, and I get replies being like, oh, that's a really great idea. It's a really good point. So when I meet with someone one-to-one, I can put them on that email list. Mm-hmm. And maybe we meet. I don't know what we're going to do together. Maybe we're never mm-hmm. going to do anything together. In that 30 minutes, I make a couple introductions to them that seem like good fit. Other than that, I don't know where they fit in my universe. I right. meet 2,000 people a year. The human brain can hold, what, like 200 people? But by by creating that story-based platform, mm-hmm. I'm able to communicate with them in a group, and I'm sharing my story. I'm sharing what I do. And what will happen is that there's people, I might meet them. I might have met them two years ago. They've been on my list. They read some of my emails. My emails are almost daily. I am sure that most people don't read every one of them. But when the spirit moves them, like, oh, look, an email from Michael. Let me read it. And mm-hmm. maybe that tells them I'm doing something they're interested in. I get a reply. And I'm like, your name sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, we met a year and a half ago. But it keeps right. them in my story, in my universe. It's almost what social media was supposed to be before it became, you know, arguing about politics and jokes about politics and occasionally memes about politics. Um, Basically, everything social media is supposed to be before politics. It's <laughs> is that sharing stories, sharing ideas, sharing announcements, sharing events, sharing things that people around me might want to know. Yep. Because if you do that, you can then invite people to your email community and they stay in that orbit and you're able to provide that value to them um, on, a, on an ongoing way. Uh, and, and it's just another scale method of creating those connections without, you know, working 24 hours a day, talking to all the people who want to meet you. That's that's right. And and I love the fact that you call it email community. And, and part of what you do when you're having an ongoing conversation like this with your email community is it's so much easier to say, Yesterday, I met so-and-so, and so-and-so is so cool, and so-and-so does this, this, and this, and mm-hmm. some of you people in my community might want to meet them. That is, uh, uh, in for those who are just doing the pitchy-pitchy emails or the or or think about it from the context of I have to provide 100% value and never, ever pitch or promote or something like that, 
it doesn't fit in either one of those contexts. But if mm-hmm. you're doing what you're doing, an ongoing conversation with a community of people, it's very, very natural to weave in, hey, I met so-and-so and they're cool and this is what they do, or I share this or I share that. And and it it's just another place that you build connection and also serve those with whom you connect, which mm-hmm. is a really, really powerful thing. You know, you were talking about this notion of scaling the, the relationship. And when you said, oh, you know, I came out of this meeting with 40, this event with 40 meetings, mm-hmm. I cringed because I had a similar experience when I began to ramp up my networking, I was doing great at, at getting meetings scheduled and finding the right people and connecting and, and, you know, met them in breakout rooms at networking events, all this stuff. And sure enough, dozens of meetings on my calendar. And I'm thinking, I don't have enough time in the day. And I was in a mastermind group with you, Michael. And I said this, I said, here's the good news. My networking's going great. I'm meeting all sorts of great people. Here's the bad news. I don't have enough hours in the day to make these meetings happen. And you described what you do. And I've since created something fully inspired by your, your input and your feedback, which is called the quick connect meeting. Mm -hmm. And when somebody reaches out to me and says, let's meet one-on-one one out of 10 of those people, are so exciting to me and so clearly somebody I want to meet for whatever the reason may be that I'll take that one in one meeting and work that into my schedule. Mm-hmm. Nine out of 10 are people that, yeah, well, maybe it's actually fewer than nine out of 10. Some <laughs> of them are like, no, I, you know, I'm not sure why we should meet, but the majority of them are yeah, I'd like to know more. I'd like to know what you do. I'd love to help you if I could. I'm not so sure that we're going to be partners or mm-hmm. that you're you're a good prospect for me, but you know, there's there's some potential here for whatever. So I invite them to the quick connect. 10 people maximum. Mm-hmm. We all have an opportunity to introduce ourselves, share what we do. I start the meeting by introducing the same concepts that you've talked about today. I talk about the four P's. It could be, I could use the ninja model just as easily. You know, why are you here? What do you have to give? What is it that you want to get? You can frame it around the four P's. And what happens is a conversation where people all of a sudden are like, oh, you have a friend who does podcasts with the kind of people who Mm -hmm. who I serve. Oh, I want to meet your friend. Can you introduce me? And all of a sudden, amazing things happen and it's scalable scalability Mm -hmm. of networking. Um, I had not figured that out until, uh, until I learned it from you. So thank you, Michael. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, And and a lot of these things that that we're, we're just now discovering. Um, and and there's sort of like, you know, why is this, you know, did I really invent something new? And then you realize the world is two years old, three years old. Mm -hmm. I, I was, um, my, my virtual assistant does my podcast production for me. And mm-hmm. I realized that we could actually charge as little $70 an episode for the kind of production she does for me, where most podcast producers are $150, $250, $300 an episode. You know, they're BMW and Lamborghini levels, where mm-hmm. a lot of people need Honda Civic level. And I'm like, somebody else must be doing this, right? And I posted in some groups, and people are like, what? I've never heard of that before. 
And it's not that it's no one's doing it because it's not a good idea. It's mm-hmm. the world as we know it is three years old. Right. So this is a time when, and it seems like, oh, the pandemic was forever ago, it was three years ago. But in the way business moves, it can take two or three years to know the shift may have happened in 2020, you know, by December 2020, but it took two years to, to notice the trend in the metrics or to notice right. the, the business pattern or to find that there's a need or for it took that long for me to meet with my VA, for her to become a VA, for me to mm-hmm. realize I could hand off my podcast stuff to her, and then for me to realize that she could do that for other people. All right, that's right. a bunch of steps, each of which took a number of months. So there's a lot of innovation happening right now in little ways. You know, you wouldn't think an open virtual coffee or a quick connect or whatever is a great innovation or like what I do in my emails. I learned from Ellen Finkelstein, the, the, what I call a resource letter that the bottom of my emails is I, all my partners I'm promoting are down there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, here's a catalog. People love catalogs. Amazon mm-hmm. still sends out a paper catalog for Christmas. Right. People love to be able to look through like, what are the options? What might I buy? Window shopping. Yeah. That's, she came up with it first. Everyone's copying it now because it's a great idea and it's kind of cool because you get to meet people and there's these amazing ideas and they came up with them and you know, open, I came up with open virtual coffee Um, inspired by a friend of mine who did something similar live, but somewhat different, but you know, there's so many new things. Um, So especially with those entrepreneurs out there who are thinking like, Oh, everything's already been invented and done. No, the world's three years old. Yeah, and the power of what we're talking about, Michael, is is that we are people, and there are a lot of people listening or watching who are the same kind of people, who we mean it when we say, yeah, we want to meet people and give. We want to serve. We want to help. We believe, you know, it's not all about please to meet you, please buy. Not all about please to meet you, please introduce me to somebody who will buy. It's about building a relationship and providing 360 degree value. And yet, The more that we spend time networking, the more challenging that gets because you're following up and you're Mm -hmm. making things happen and connecting dots and so on and so forth. And so this whole notion of of a quick connect meeting or a Friday morning coffee where you can put 10 people in the room and that can happen at scale Mm -hmm. or the notion of putting in the footer of your email names of people who everybody reading your email list can uh, connect with and link to. All of those are providing value at Mm -hmm. scale. And so one of the things I encourage people to do is is pay attention, you know, sign up for Michael's stuff and pay attention to how he's doing it because he's modeling really powerful ways to achieve this. And then also just pay attention to how other people are doing it and do as Michael's done, do as I've done. And when you see a really powerful and good implementation of scaled networking, scaled value provided, implement it because it's how you realize the promise of what we're talking about here. And you know, if you try to do it one person at a time, one introduction at a time, one phone call at a time, one meeting at a time, um, your impact is going to be uh, much less than if you implement some of these ideas that Michael and I are discussing right now. I want to touch on something else you said, because you're saying about how, you know, we're, we're here to give and not sell, sell, sell. And some people might be listening and say, well, that sounds great, but I can't afford to give. I got to sell. I got to put food on the table. Yeah. And here's the thing. Giving is how you put food on the table. Right. So I think a lot of people, as I was talking to someone earlier today, who said, you know, I, I, 
like to copy the the copy, the swipe copy, the marketing strategies from these companies who are seven figure companies and doing millions. The thing is, a lot of these companies, especially in the joint venture space, mm-hmm. they are down between 20 and 70 percent last three years. Mm-hmm. The whole industry is reforming mm-hmm. and nobody knows what it's reforming into yet. Mm-hmm. But if you're copying that pitchy, pitchy sales, sales, sales strategy, it's not working for them. Right. Now, most of these companies are one person, two people, and a bunch of assistants and a bunch of uh, contractors. So they're very scalable. So when they go from 3 million in revenue to 700,000 in revenue, the owner is roughly the same apparent level of wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but they're, but that's because they've got all these systems in place, have a lot of automations in place. But if you try to copy what they're doing with your, five-figure, low six-figure business, it'll destroy you because mm-hmm. you don't have those systems in place. It, it's not going to take you to their level. They're at their level. You know, it's, it, the, old, the old joke about like, uh, how do you make a fortune in in whatever industry or how do you make a small fortune in whatever industry is our large fortune? Um, you know, a lot of these companies, they are where they are because they were bigger mm-hmm. and now they're smaller, which is still bigger than you, but they used to be way bigger than you. Right. What's working now is this authenticity. Mm-hmm. You know, it's harder to get people on a discovery call. It's harder to get people to show up to a summit. It's harder to get them to show up to a webinar or a workshop or whatever because they don't trust anymore. Mm-hmm. Because everyone out there, except for the newest newbie who just stumbled in, which there's less and less of, everyone out there has been pitched, this workshop will change your life. It is the greatest strategy ever. And they get a 90-minute pitch. Or they've right. gone to some summit that's going to change their life and it's just a bunch of videos static on a web page. Or they've they've bought some $5000 program and it was a bunch of videos and maybe some homework mm-hmm. um everyone's been burned so now authenticity now trust is the greatest commodity and right. authenticity is what creates that trust those conversations getting in a live zoom call with people engaging with people telling the story sharing a picture of your cat in your email and talking about yeah, you know, some of the best emails I've got, the best response I've got, I sent out an email about my, uh, the effect that uh, anxiety medication had on my cat and how she got much smarter Ooh. after that. And people <laughs> yeah. are like, oh, do you have a dog too? And how's the cat going yeah. with the dog? And like, people were really engaging in that because it's, it's personal, it's human. So when I send out something to my list saying I'm doing a training or I'm offering a video or I'm, I'm doing this, people, now, will they make time for it? Maybe, maybe not. But if they're not making time, it's less likely that because they think I'm going to pitch them because well and, and no I don't yeah well you have pitched them if you have said I'm having this event or I've started a mentor community and I'd like you to sign up but you've done it in the context of this friendly conversation mm-hmm. of of establishing the fact that you're trustworthy of establishing yeah. the fact that you're there to help them as much as you are to to uh, sell to them. And in fact, when you lead with, I'm here to help you, Mm -hmm. you reframe what you're selling to be, well, that's just a continuation of what I do, which is to help you. Yep. You know, sales is not a taking sales is the next step in giving. Yeah. And, and that works if you lead with giving that, Mm -hmm. That sounds inauthentic and like a bunch of of salesy BS, 
if you lead with pitch, 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 pitch. Yeah. And so, you know, you're, you're, you're right on target. We've mentioned this mentor community a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. You started it just recently and I'm excited to be part of it. So let's let the audience know about the entrepreneur mentor community. So the concept of the community is it's what I needed when I was getting started. Mm -hmm. You know, when I got started, I was wandering in the wilderness. I was taking the wrong courses. I was listening to the wrong people. I was getting pitched by people who had been in business. You know, I've been in business for eight weeks and I was getting pitched by people who have been in business for three weeks. (laughs) And, but I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know who I need to meet. I didn't know any of it. Now Mm -hmm. I've got a network. So whatever I need, if I need a web designer, I know people I trust. If I need Mm -hmm. to address social media, I know people I trust. And that's a tremendous privilege. Right. I thought, how could I share this privilege with other people? Mm-hmm. So I created the Entrepreneur Mentor Community as a place where I would have vetted mentors. I call them mentors. They're not mm-hmm. technically mentors, but the word is gives the idea. They are people, they're coaches, they're course creators, they're um, people who offer products and services that help entrepreneurs that I personally know well enough to trust them to invite them in. There's not mm-hmm. a formal process. It's not a, a test and approval. There's not a committee. It's basically, if I feel they're good, I let them mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And if I later find out I made a mistake, I let them out. Haven't had to mm-hmm. let anyone out yet. <laughs> Knock on wood, it's going to stay that way. But I think also the right, you know, I tend to attract the right people. Um, sure. Because you, you attract what you put out. So, and we've now got over 50 mentors in there now. Uh, and the concept of it is, is when someone doesn't know doesn't know what they need, doesn't know what they don't know, uh, there's various ways they can either go in the community. We have a free Facebook group called the Entrepreneurial Resource Community. Um, mm-hmm. We have a, a membership for $47. They can come into a, a monthly, what I call a launch party, where we celebrate our successes, and then you get in the hot seat. And any mentors in the room who are a fit to your questions, you know, you ask about social media, the guys know social media will answer. You ask about mm-hmm. mindset, the people who know mindset will answer. And these are all successful business owners. So even if their their specialty is you know bookkeeping, they still probably know a bit about social media because they need to do it. Uh, they yeah. probably know a bit about email marketing. So you get a lot of expertise and advice. Um, and I do a weekly Ask Me Anything call, the main purpose of which is, one, I know a little bit about everything because I know a lot of people, learn a lot of stuff. Uh, but also it's a chance for me to refer them out and say, oh, oh, you need help doing this? Let me introduce you to this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two mentors who do that. There's one mentor who does that. And refer them to people who are going to come from a place of service. People that mm-hmm. don't have to worry about, where is this advice coming from? Why are they telling me this? What's their angle in it? Mm-hmm. Our mentors are the kind of people who, if you're ready to buy their product and they know that their product isn't the right fit for you because you're not ready or you're not in the right market space, mm-hmm. they'll refer you to someone else. They will say, put your credit card away. You're not my client. Go see Tom. Go right. see Bob. Um, right. And so it's people who, when you make a post in the Facebook group and you're like, hey, I got a question, you don't have to worry about what's the agenda of the people answering this question. It's right. It's a trustworthy community of, of heart-centered experts. And and I build it because you know, I live in this world. Like the people I talk to day in and day out are heart-centered, impact-driven, abundance-minded entrepreneurs who I don't have to watch my back with. Yeah. You know, I don't have to worry if they're gonna steal my stuff. I don't have to worry if they're gonna rip me off. It's a really nice way to live. Yeah. So I wanted to create a space where other people could live with me. Yeah, you built it, Michael, because you are a big believer and an experimenter in 
networking at scale. And this is a magnificent example of networking at scale. I'm here. Now I'm, I'm, I'm putting on my Michael hat. <laughs> I'm here to serve, to make introductions, to connect people mm-hmm. and come join me. And I'm going to do that at scale. And he's serving, by the way, not just those people who are coming in and paying the whatever the amount may be to attend whatever it may be. He's also helping the mentors. It's part of networking with the mentors. He's providing them a platform. He's making introductions, connecting dots. This is what we're talking about. So get out of your mind this idea that networking is just about showing up at the next event, playing bumper pool, crashing into whoever you crash into and hoping that one out of 10 people you run into are going to be good. Begin to think about ways that you can network at scale, emulate the sorts of things that Michael is doing, attend the sorts of things that people like Michael or I create because we're doing it with that that networking for your benefit in mind. And you'll begin to discover really creative ways to make those meaningful business connections. Also, press rewind and listen to this again, because there are about a million little lessons in it, little tips that you can put into your business to to make this happen. So Michael, the mentor community, all the other things that you're doing, how do people find you, get plugged into what you're doing and, and follow my advice of connect with Michael Whitehouse and you'll benefit. Absolutely. So uh, for the mentor community, uh, one of the 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 best event to really get to know people is the, the entrepreneur launch party, which anyone can come to as a guest once. Um, and the the link for that is emc.coach slash launch. But what you should actually do is go into the show notes and put the link that Tom's going to put there so that he gets credit for bringing you. Um, <laughs> so that gets you into the, the launch party. That gets you onto the hot seats and celebration and everything. Um, and for me in general... You can go to the new URL that I'm super, this is the first show I'm sharing this new URL on, um, which is one site that has everything I'm doing on it. And I was so excited to get this, megaconnector.com. Megaconnector.com. How cool is that for URL? Megaconnector.com. Yeah, I can picture you in the superhero costume with the big MC on on your chest and the cape. You you are the mega connector. So everyone go to megaconnector.com and check check that out. You'll get links to everything Michael Whitehouse. And believe me, believe me, unless you are all take no give, unless you've got nothing to give to the world, you will benefit from connecting with Michael Whitehouse. I and everyone's know I, got something to give. That's all I got networking. Yeah. I had nothing to give except the other people I'd met. Yeah. So, yeah. and I built from so there. True. So everyone can make introductions. Anyone can do this. Indeed. Indeed. And I know I've benefited greatly from this relationship, Michael. I'm grateful to you. I'm so glad we've gotten to know each other and that we're working together and networking together and learning with each other and learning from each other. And uh, I really look forward to seeing you down the road. Megaconnector.com. Go connect with Michael Whitehouse and go to wherever you get your favorite podcast or wherever you can press those reviews. If you like what you heard today, hit the subscribe button, hit the five-star review, make a review, and go to storypowermarketing.com. 
click on resources, find all sorts of things that will benefit you. Reach out to me, sign up for my email list, which you can do on the website, and we'll see you down the road on the Story Power Marketing Show. Thanks so much, Michael. Thank you. For listening to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich. If you liked what you heard today, visit storypowermarketing.com slash resources, where you can sign up for Tom's entertaining, informative, must-read emails, download free business building resources, and discover other opportunities to help you harness the power of storytelling. That's storypowermarketing.com slash resources to help you captivate prospects, inspire them to act, and grow your business with greater ease and joy. Also, please remember to subscribe to the Story Power Marketing Show with Tom Ruich and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. i